Welcome to Zach to the Future. I'm your co-host, Dashiell Driscoll, joined today by none other than the man who can do the best push-ups at Bayside, Mark Paul Gosler. Hello, Mark Paul. Hello, Dashiell. You know, I, I just said it in the intro, but I'm going to say it right now. Those push-ups were impressive. I know we're going to get to them eventually, but I, I noted them in my notes that I was impressed by your push-ups. Yeah. I watched the episode. I did my homework. Uh, I mean, they're, they're just push-ups, Dashiell. Do you, are you not good at doing push-ups? No, I actually... I actually am good at doing push-ups, and I know there's uh, there's levels of being able to do push-ups. And I, I noted in my notes that you not only were your like your form was on point, but you were pausing mid push-up for like comic effect. It was they were good push-ups and good comedy. Yeah, I think uh, you know, I mean, what what defines a good push-up? A strong core. Uh, your back is nice and straight, like a plank position. Yeah, you lower yourself down now. I mean, there's different ways of doing push-ups, obviously. I felt like my arms were a little too flared out. I know right. it's safer probably to be more like with having your scap uh, engaged, as they say. Hmm. I don't say um, that. I don't even know, know what that is. You don't say that? No, that's not happening you, around, around my parts. <laughs> you know, but you do know what a scapular is, right? I can, I'm, I see what you're doing with your body, so I'm guessing it's like the stuff in your back when you kind of like pull your arms backwards. Like, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's like your yeah. chicken, it's like you, you, you could, if you have bad scapular development, hmm. you would have like what they call chicken winging. Ah, uh, where the medical you know, like your scap kind of, st- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because um, not only am I an actor, I'm also a doctor and a lawyer. Hmm. Uh, and I can, I'm a, Fantastic musician. Congratulations. Um, just watch just watch my body at work. Uh, but no, like you know, if you have poor development back there, your 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 wings, they mm. call them back there, you know. So um it's always good to when you're doing a push-up for, you know, that people are like, What the fuck? I thought I was coming on here for Zach to the future. What this is this? This is supposed to be about saved by the bell. No, yeah, no, no. no, this, no, is no, about, no. this is about your back. <laughs> We're trying to improve your lives. First I got Dashiell to take more than one shower a day, and now I'm telling him how to do a proper push up. Yeah, this is this is good. This is what people want in a radio show. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I, I mean th- this uh this show uh entitled Zach's War, um, they're you know, uh, maybe you should give you a brief summary before we start, but sure. But because we're, we're kind of getting, we're kind of getting into it. Yeah, getting into it. Um, but there's a reason why I had strict form, and we'll go into how I knew how to do uh, push-ups and and why I was comfortable being in that position. But go ahead, take it away, Dashiell. Thank you. To avoid thirty Saturdays of detention for bad behavior, Belding offers to let Zach join the Student Cadet Corps, instructed by Lieutenant Chet Adams, a handsome drill instructor. Lisa has a crush on. Zach convinces other kids to join, then quits after the lieutenant is hard on him and tricks Zach into leading a team full of the least athletic students. Screech makes Zach feel remorse, and Zach returns to lead his team to an improbable victory in a series of contests. Screech gets the girl he's been after, whose boyfriend was on the opposing team of jocks. The end. Yeah, well done with that uh, synopsis. I I must say, also, I am still on a high from last week, uh, us having Tiffany on the show. That was fun. That was so great. That was really fun. That was, yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know. She, I, you could, you know, people said that they could tell that I was, I was smiling <laughs> and I was, I was, I still am. Right. It's like they can tell you're not smiling the other times with me. So they could, they could compare and contrast the not smiles to the smiles. Yeah. It's so funny. You know, when you look at yourself in photos and you go like, why the, f- why does my face look like that? I'm not upset, Yeah. but I, I really look sort of angry is not, I don't know. I, I, I was just looking at myself the other day and I'm thinking, man, 
that's how I look always. And no wonder people think I'm an asshole. I looked at myself smiling and I thought that. I was like, I, I smile like that? Like that's me at my happiest? Like I look insane. So I think no one likes the way they look or sound. I think that's part of the uh, the human condition. Okay, good. So, I, you know, okay, good. we All got right. that out of so the way. So we're in act one. Uh, it's the halls of Bayside. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, just right away, I know we always talk about wardrobe and fashion. And I don't think I'll ever... Um, I don't think I'll ever shut up about how much I love the the costumes in the show. That's that's real part of the fabric, literally. Uh, Screech's outfit just nutso. Looks like something out of a true cartoon uh, in the most fun way. I I just love what he is wearing. Yeah, I think the the, the wardrobe department was really pushing the Screech look here um, because yeah, it, it became a caricature of his of 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 him. Of his character that he created, right? I mean, it, right. I mean, it just, it just, they just, it keeps getting broader and broader. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm just, I was cringing in this very first scene right off the bat um, with with Zach laughing at his whack ass jokes. Mm, yeah, God, I mean, it's just like he's just it, the corny joke, and it, it'll carry on through this whole episode. But oh, your boy Zach was really trying here. Yeah, I mean, I think Zach's like not so great behavior. This is one where it's it's part of story, like it. He has like a redemption arc in, in a matter of, you know, 20 minutes. Uh, but it is like, he's pretty insufferable at the top. It's like very, uh, it's not good. It's, no. You kind of wonder like, why is Screech even hanging out with this guy? Yeah, no. And and uh, I'll preface this by saying that I've been watching The Crown. I finished the uh, the current season. Uh, my new word is twat. I, I love ah. that word twat. Uh, we here uh, in the States call it twat. Right. right. I was going to say, the, yeah. You know, over the pond, it's twat, which is, I just, I think that that's just a much classier way of saying it. And in this episode, Zach is a real twat. Twat is definitely classier. I mean, you could say that in Whole Foods and no one would blink. I mean, that's like a, it sounds like a respectable word, not like a dirty thing you, you couldn't say on TV. So let's have some fun. Every time Zach is being a twat, let's, let's have a toast. Okay, I'll, I'll point it out. I mean, we're going to get good and drunk on this particular podcast. Sounds but, great. Um, yeah. It's 8 a.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll point out, uh, it, you know, uh, when when he's being a particular twat. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. And also, I, uh, I, I kind of glossed over it, but just rewinding one minute to, again, reiterate how great last week's episode was. And I got several messages from, from people just saying like, it, it makes me wonder if people don't like the other ones because the response was so overwhelmingly positive uh, having Tiffany on. So uh, yeah, thanks again. I'm so glad you guys talked. And, and moving on to Zach being a twat. Um, so Screech, th- this guy, Butch, is he going to be in any other episodes? Yes. Butch is in other episodes. And I had it in my notes too. He went to, he went to West Beverly high on 90210 six years from now. So this guy is just in high school for some time. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Butch, Butch will be back. Cause I noted he, he seems a bit old to be her boyfriend, but you know, I mean, Stan yeah, Clegg and, and the rest of them. I mean, whenever they have a, a jock, it seems like they just got some guy in his mid twenties. To play the role. <laughs> they had a type, for sure. They were like, this is what we want out of, this is who we're looking for. I wonder if they ever sent kids, if, if like a real child showed up to the audition who's like 16 and just said like, oh, I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> it's nothing but adult men here with with five o'clock shadows. And uh, we're in the classroom at Bayside. Uh, Belding brings in Lieutenant Chet Adams. And yeah, you know, you talk about Zach being a twat. It's happening It's happening real, real quick. Uh, just can't, can't help himself, but crack like not good... I mean, for my money, not good jokes, uh, very loudly. No, I know. And, and, and Belding says to the uh, Lieutenant Chet Adams, uh, every school has one, he's ours. Yeah. Yeah, there's like dynamic. I mean, it's, it's very, it feels like it ramped up from season, between seasons one and two of like the Zach prototype and sort of character. 
Um, real quick here, as we meet Lieutenant Chet Adams, his name is the actor is Silk Cozart. Cool name. Uh, you might know him from feature films like Hot Shots, Conspiracy Theory, and Eraser. Uh, on the TV side, he was in shows like Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Fresh Prince, Sister, Sister. And a fun little fact I found out, he almost went to the NBA. He almost went pro basketball out of college, uh, but suffered a foot injury. You can see him playing basketball in White Man Can't Jump. Uh, he he chose acting and producing instead. And here's a little fun fact I'm going to throw at you, Dashiell, that you don't know, and neither does the audience. Well, maybe they do know. Maybe they maybe they uh, were at one of the games. But we used to play on this celebrity basketball team called the Hollywood Knights. Um, and so I think that Silk and I knew each other before he came on the show uh, because I believe I was playing with the Hollywood Knights um, before this episode. Uh, I am terrible at basketball. I, I, hmm. I am not good. Um, it's one of the sports that I, I like to watch, but I don't like to really play uh, just because I'm yeah. not good. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I don't know why, but I would play with the Hollywood Knights and uh, you know, I was just out there just to sign autographs and say hi and hang out. It was a good party. It was, it was, it was so much fun because we'd go to these games on these buses and um uh, you know, it's a bunch of guys and girls on a bus, uh, you know, sure. driving out to uh, Rancho Cucamonga and, uh, you know, you'd have an a, a hour and a half to drive out there and play a little game and then an hour and a half to drive back. Hijinks ensue. That's all I'm going to say. I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine it was a big uh, rolling party on that thing. If I had to, if I had to guess what that was like, a bunch <laughs> of people in their teenage years and maybe early twenties. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that was a, a good time. Yes. Yes, it was. So, uh, Silk's a good guy. I've known him for a long time. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was, th- this was fun to watch, watch him in his element. Yeah. He, he plays this role very well. And I was kind of cruising through his IMDb and he seems to like have a type of like a lot of roles that involve words like special agent or Lieutenant or like, this is kind of his, his zone and he plays it really well. And, uh, you know, Lisa's got a crush on him. It's fun. And we also get some stuff in the classroom scene of like the Jesse Slater, you know, Jesse's like vocal feminism and Slater's kind of a lot of regressive, like machismo stuff. And uh, it's cool after their relationships advancing from the prom to kind of like they, they, that, that dynamic will float for the rest of the series. Yeah. I, I have in my notes though, a little bit of a cringe there when, um, you know, Jesse asks the question, why aren't women on the front line? And then, uh, Slayer says, because we need cooks. Yeah, not good. Yeah, there, it's not good. And there, my favorite is in the background, there's an extra, hmm. uh, <laughs> a, a female extra that just gives what feels to me like an honest, true reaction to what he says. It's amazing. Yeah, she looks true really upset. Yeah, I think I think maybe she's like, God, I, I really need to rethink my career as an actor being just any in any classroom. Like, I think I'm in the wrong place. So, Mark Paul, we're we're We've we talked about this a little bit. You did like what's what was it called? Uh, your military school. Uh, it was a place in Harlingen, Texas, uh, called MMA, and it was a Marine Military Academy. I believe it's still there because I looked it up uh, after we. Um, I don't know what podcast. Oh, the one with uh, Slater's dad. Yeah, uh, we we talked a bit a bit about me. Uh, being in this camp. Um, I grew up just wanting to be in the military. I, I, my father was a merchant Marine. Um, my, uh, one of his best friends was a Marine. Um, we would go to air shows quite a bit. Uh, uh, my, my father's friend who was, a, who is a Marine uh, flew helicopters and, um, 
he would bring me back. Like I have this, uh, I still have it in my, my uh, keepsake. It's like a little, uh, suit and it has my name on it. It's camouflaged. And I think he brought it back for me from Okinawa. Um, but I, but I always wanted, there's a picture of me like wearing that suit and this big Marine is holding me by the scruff of my neck. Uh, <laughs> and he's lifting me off the ground. Um, so I looked up to this guy. I remember his name, Dave. And, um, now they, they, they moved to Annapolis and, uh, but anyway, um, I wanted to be, uh, in the military and I thought that that was the route that I was going to go. And, and when I had the opportunity to do it, I went to this Marine military Academy. Um, and I was going to the two week camp to see if I would be able to, to take the, um, you, you need to get accepted to go to school there. Uh, and, uh, you know, just testing the waters and, um, yeah, uh, I did that actually before I got the role as Zach on Say by the Bell. Wow. And if you didn't get the role as Zach, like who knows? Maybe maybe you would have kept going down that road. Maybe. I mean, I I I was uh I was a kid that wanted to be in the military and play football. And um MMA had a really good football team at the time and and that seemed to be the the direction that I was going to go in. Um and then things change. So there's there's part there's points in this uh episode that I'm watching. I'll, I'll point them out. Um but uh, there's things that I do that um, <laughs> that I notice that you know that, that was sort of my training from from being a cadet uh, at MMA. I look forward to it. Uh, and and real quick, while we're in Belding's office here, let's do a hair check. Uh, that is an even dye job. You are just just yellow all the way through. Uh, they as it feels like they leaned into that too. Like you're. It does not look like season one hair. I'm now very acutely aware of your your hairstyles. No, and I'm very happy with the shape of the hair. The shape of the hair is everything. Yeah. I liked it when it had square edges. It's, it might be hard to understand this, but I don't like, I didn't like when Zach's hair was rounded. Um, so if it had square edges, uh, uh, you know, that, that was a good hair day for me. Um, there's, there's actually, I've had a conversation with the guy who does my hair for the reboot. Uh, if, if, if you haven't caught that yet, that's on Peacock. Uh, and it's on Peacock. We've got some really good reviews and hopefully, fingers crossed, we get a second season. Um, but I've had a conversation with my hair guy uh, about how we can change that up next season because I wasn't quite happy with the look of my hair. Uh, <laughs> in, Did you like send him a level or something? Like, with the, no, like no. I want it to be this we, we We talked about it. There's actually a fun little thing we're going to do on Fallon again. Uh, we did an interview, but we're going to do another fun little thing with Fallon I, just to tease that a little bit. Um, but we, we, you know, obviously for the reboot, it's a wig because I'm, I'm working on Mixed-ish. Right. Um, but we, we put this wig on and I said, hey, can, we st- can I style it a little differently. And we got it to a point where I was actually happy with it. It was more in line with what you're looking at here in this episode. It just had square edges, less rounding, more texture. Um, and it's all about the hair. And, and it, it's funny because in the episode, uh, I, I forget if I was in three episodes, but I don't know if it's eight or 10 uh, on the reboot, but I walk into my son's room and I say to him, uh, you look amazing and your hair is fire. It used to- That would be episode eight. It would be episode eight. That was, I actually added that your hair is fire because it used to just be, um, you, you look amazing. I think, I think it was your suit. Yeah, you look amazing and your suit is fire. And I said to Tracy Wigfield, the, the showrunner, uh, your boss, I said- um, Yes. Yeah. Hello, Tracy. <laughs> I said, you know, 
it was all about the hair. And, and I said, I think it would be better if we both looked at each other's hair and said, your hair is fire. So that's what they kept. It's kind of, kind of fun. Yeah, look at that. You know, you see producer credits at the front of the episode and you think, what are they doing? And it turns out they are making the jokes better. So thank you. I, that, I agree. That is a better joke than your suit is fire. And yeah, so building, I mean, this is an insane way to, to teach a child. He's like, not only am I going to um, like make you join the army, essentially, you have to recruit your friends. This is your punishment. You have to become an army recruiter. Uh, that is just that is just unbridled lunacy going out of the principal's office. It was interesting as I was watching this scene as well. Um, the audience is laughing at nothing in particular at times, which made me think like, why did why did they can the laughs? Uh, and and the, probably because there was really nothing funny in this scene, and they just kind of had to manufacture these laughs, <laughs> uh, which they did quite a bit. You think they like piped them in later? I think so. Yeah. I mean, we had a live audience. Uh, we, you know, we've we've discussed that, but I think they had to can laughs at times. This seemed like, this was a weird audience to me. I, I don't, you know, obviously I don't remember specifically each show and what the audiences were, but they definitely had, um, you know, each, each audience had their own unique vibe and, and energy yeah. uh, that would kind of play off on us. Um, and a lot of, there's a few awes in here that I'll talk about later. Yeah. I'm not positive. Right. Well, we're in the, <laughs> that brings us out of Belding's office into the max. Um, Alan is like, I, I don't really remember Alan being such a prominent character. Maybe it's because Bennett put him on my radar. Um, but Alan is back and he, boy, does he just love dessert. That's like his whole existence on this planet. I love Alan. And I, we've, we've talked about that as well, that I love, we his, love Alan. this character. Yeah, we, we love, love Alan. Alan. Here, yeah. I don't remember. I believe his name is Dion, right? I don't remember him. I mean, I, 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 the, he's with me this entire episode. He's like all, he's all over. It's really funny how he's all over the place. And not to, uh, just because we already brought it up, the, uh, the reimagining. It's funny because there are like, there's like background students that, that are more prominent over the course of a season. And uh, you can see that if you, if you watched the, the 2020 Say by the Bell. Um, but Alan is, is one of those in the old one. Like he was a background student, but like really, really has a real place uh, in the gang, it seems like. It's just weird that I don't remember him. Even a little. You know, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> know if we hung out afterwards. I don't know, I remember if we hung out he at wasn't on the bus. I mean, was he on the Hollywood yeah. Nights with Silk yeah, and Yeah, he I? was not hooping it up. No, Silk. no it's weird though. I, I, I did look at the, the, the um, actress that plays Louise. Yeah. And I remember her and I thought maybe it was because she looks a little bit like Kelly Packard. And I thought, is that Kelly Packard? Um, Kelly Packard was on California Dreams. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I kind of had to do an IMDb search on who Louise was. Right, me too. Uh, I did that. I did that search also. She's played by Lara or Laura. That sounds right. I did Lara Lyons. I didn't write it down, but that does sound right. All I noted was she will be back for two more episodes of Say by the Bell. Uh, so this is not not the last we will see of Louise. Just in uh, noting Zach's, uh, I I want to say the American version. It's twat. <laughs> uh, it's pretty messed up that he, because he's in this kind of like montage of like recruiting, you know, friends to to join his army punishment. It's really messed up. He like uses Kelly's family's financial status to be like, you could get a scholarship. Like Kelly couldn't go to the prom last week because her because she had to give her dad like seventy dollars. It I I thought that was a a cruel dagger to turn. Um, even though I know it's a TV show, I know it's for kids, I know whatever, but that's messed up. 
Oh, so so now I'm the asshole. Her dad is the one that lost his job right. and asked okay, her for well, money. I'm just yeah. pointing out that she could, you know, get a free scholarship, but I'm the asshole. Okay. Right. You're just playing on her deepest insecurity. <laughs> that's what you do, Dashiell. That's how you get the girl of your dreams. I mean, that's definitely a, a pathway to that goal. Sure. Um, and Screech has a rare non-Lisa love interest. Um, you know, Screech being lonely and looking for love, a, a real a real thing that will continue to happen. And yeah, on that same note, I mean, Zach plays on Screech's insecurity and, and sort of be like, ah, you will, you will get the girl in this, um, this fuzzy pink fantasy. <laughs> uh, and the girls come in in their, their military, uh, military camo. It's fun. I, I, I noted here that like, I don't think I picked up on this before, but it seems like a lot of these fantasies follow a very clear formula of Screech enters the max in like a crazy costume and does an impression. Um, I never picked up on that, but that really does seem to be like the the formula the writers clicked into, and it works. It's it's fun. Why not? Yeah, he's so good immediately when he walks in, <laughs> just with that swagger. I mean, is is I'm just trying to think like who's he impersonating? Is he impersonating George C. Scott from Patton or John Wayne? Yeah, it was. It to me, it felt like a middle like a middle split of Patton and John Wayne. Like definitely some John Wayne going in there. Yeah, no, he does a great job. We've we've talked about it in previous episodes with with his impressionability. Um, I never gave him credit for that growing up, uh, you know, because he was three years younger than me, and I I thought he was annoying. Um, but wa- wa- watching this now, w- well done, Dustin. It's good work. Yeah, it it also is like good on the writers and everything to be like, ah, oh, like we can just keep returning to this. It's it's a it's a clear way to to dive into these fantasies. Just screech in a funny outfit, doing a funny voice. Also, his uh, I'll be all the screech that I can be. That is a clear play on the army slogan. I looked it up because I was curious. When did that when did that slogan even come around? It was 1980. If you're wondering when Be All You Can Be became a thing, it was the year 1980, 10 years before this. And we're in the Bayside gym for a I guess it's like it's like army orientation. I mean, it's the first day of army class. <laughs> Dashiell, where are we though? I mean, we've never seen this set before. It's like the it's like the gym. It's like the jaw. It's like the gym hall or something. I'm not really totally sure what room this is. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I'm kind of confused by the orientation of it because you know we, we've we've talked about the gym before and it's just the big classroom. It's just a classroom. And. Um, yeah, it's just a classroom that we put some mats in, but this is completely different. The, the the entrances are different. The lockers are obviously different. There's a lot of um, money went into this set. It feels like. Yeah, I mean, they they definitely like gave you a more open a, a more open room to uh to sort of have shenanigans in. I had a few notes on how they spent money in this episode, so I'm glad you're you're noting that early on. And you know, just noting all the many like real posters. I mean, to to use a poster with the Marines on it or the Army on it, you have to get permission and it I'm just going to raise the question of uh, was this episode perhaps a little bit of like military propaganda on a Saturday morning for children just throwing it out there why not it's the 90s we could do whatever we wanted back then it's the 90s just yeah why I mean it because it feels like I don't know I mean there's like dudes holding guns and stuff and it just seems pretty aggressive for a, uh, a class environment but what do I know um, Lisa coming in in her uh, her outfit, which to me at least echoed uh, the film Troop Beverly Hills, came out 1989, year before this, making you know making the whole thing fashionable. Troop Beverly Hills, uh, two alumni. Yeah, you ever seen no, that but one? There were two alum- I, I don't know, probably back in the day. But uh, we have a, a, a Say by the Bell alumni in that uh, 
in that uh, movie. Can you guess who they are? Uh, wait a minute. It's what's her name from Miss Bliss. She's in the movie. Carla Gugino. Wait, no. I thought I thought it was what's like one of your like friends from Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Like, oh, uh, I'm, oh, I, I think Nikki. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in she's in True Beverly Hills. Heather. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know any of these people's real names. So, but and then and Carla is in it, and also one more. Uh, Tori. Oh, Tori Spelling's in it. Okay, yeah. yeah. How about that? So it's like full yeah. of. I mean, it's a it's a it's a whole class reunion there. Fun movie. I like that movie. <laughs> so she walks in Lisa's outfit and and asks, uh, you know, what the uh, what what the um, lieutenant will think of it. And um, Slater says his helmet will melt. Hmm. I th- I just think that's a really dirty dirty writer joke. I th- I, th- I think one of the you thought that was like a like a phallic joke. Of course, like a penis joke. Of I didn't course. even pick up on that. I Come thought on. it was like he would get like hot head. I I swear to God, maybe I'm just so pure of heart that I didn't I didn't notice that one. Uh, yeah, I mean I think it's also like just bizarre. There's a lot of teacher romance student stuff at play. Like this is a this is an adult man and you're 16 years old or something like. Maybe you shouldn't be trying to melt anything of this guy's. Age means nothing on Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I think I think I have a theory that the girls on their interest card filled out older men while Slater was while Mario was writing drumming. <laughs> uh, all the girls were like, "I'm in, I'm interested in, in men who are at least thirty three. Well, Tiffany did say that in the in the past episode yeah. that she she did have a thing for older men. Yeah, and I didn't. Someone on Twitter explained to me that Eddie, the the dancer she referenced, plays Johnny Dakota on your your weed episode. Yes, sir. I had no idea. Someone someone busted that case wide open for me on Twitter. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. I'm sure at some point. Is we'll that get this there, season? Eventually. By the way, Johnny Dakota. <sighs> uh, wow, I just got winded thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I think I like that's that's all it takes these days, Mark Paul. Um, I I think it's next season, but I could be wrong. Okay. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. So again, uh, yeah, Zach is mouthing off to the um, yeah to the lieutenant, uh, Chet. Chet. Uh, you know he's a real twat, and uh, this is something I never did when I went to that Marine Military Academy in Harlingen. Oh my god! I can yeah. tell you how many times I did push-ups while I was there. That wasn't part of PT. I w- did twenty push-ups, ten for one incident and ten for the other. One of the incidents I remember, I was standing in the lunch line, and uh, you know we're we're all you know uh, in this single file line. And we're standing at attention and we're, you know, slowly inching forward to to get your little uh, tray of shit that they would give you to eat. Um, And I'm, you're supposed to look at the back of the head of the person in front of you, eyes forward. Right. And I'm looking at this trophy case Hmm. and I'm just looking at it and I'm kind of, my head is, you know, looking forward. My eyes are averted. And I'm just looking at this thing and this, it was a lieutenant. I remember he comes up right next to me. And he says, any of those trophies yours? Whoa. And I said, no, sir. <laughs> I said, no, sir. He goes, go to the back of the line, give me 10. Wow. I was like, fuck. And that was, I, I remember that. I, I, that was, I, I was a good, I was a good, um, I was a good cadet. I didn't really have to, uh, to do that too often. And then the other time was somewhere outside. I forget what I was doing. And, and I don't know. I had to do another round of 10. You were forging a trophy. Yeah. Yeah. You were you were building your own trophy to throw in that cabinet. So next time you could like tell him, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, but but <laughs> it's the one made out of bubble. But gum. talking, you know, Zach talking to the lieutenant on this just made me cringe. I was like, oh my gosh, like what a yeah. just shut your mouth. Yeah, and again, like I brought up the whole redemption arc thing. Like it does serve a purpose in this episode, but he does he does just kind of regularly mouth off. That like is the whole Zach Morris thing. 
Um, this is also the second episode in a row to announce that peace had broken out all over the world. That was last week the reason Kelly couldn't go to prom. Um, I thought that was odd that 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 is being declared on this show. Uh, just felt strange to me. Well, good. Kelly's dad is still out of a job. Yay. Maybe she can't go to, uh, what, what, what other dance is coming up that she can't go to? Yeah. Like what else is that going to make Kelly do for money? What a dark road that could go down so quickly. Uh, but it won't. It's a family show and we're in act two after Zach's wonderful pushups. Hey, uh, the Lieutenant opens up, uh, act two with saying, good morning. Are we, are we just not going to school this episode? Is that, is that what's going on? It is, I'm, I like tried to think about it too hard, got a little bit of a headache and just gave up. I don't understand. Okay. Like even when they convert the entire, seemingly the entire school into an episode of American Gladiators, I was just like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Where uh, are the other students? Where are we? What if I need to access the stairs? It's a slide now. What What then? What if I have a, a class <laughs> on that floor? <laughs> like, <laughs> There's like ropes hanging from the top of the stairs. Like, well, who, just who put that up there? Bananas. Yeah. It's what if, I mean, what about accessibility if you're in a wheelchair or something? Like how the hell are you supposed to navigate the halls when it's filled with tires and tubes? This is just- Wee! I could just yeah, see just somebody in, going down those stairs. Nuts. Sorry, the visual. Yeah, no, yeah. the visual's good. It's good to, it's, that's a fun thing. Um, but yeah, Zach, uh, it's quitting time for Mr. Morris here. He's just, he's just not over it immediately. <laughs> also, like, I, I brought this up before and, you know, I get that we're on a TV show here and that's how stories and jokes and things work. But like, Zach is just so oblivious when someone is getting the drop on him. And it, it blows my mind because for such a, such a schemer and a scammer, you would think he'd be on like high alert when this guy's like being nice to him with this like wonderful offer, uh, but he just just can't help himself. Just takes the bait. I'm going to point out some uh, bad acting here. Um, Please, yeah. You know the the lieutenant has these army pamphlets that he's handing out. Who knows why right. he's handing them out? We've been in this class now for a day. Uh, it, but <laughs> there's a lot of problems with this whole thing. <laughs> yes, but uh, here's the back bad acting uh, point out. Um, he offers me a, a a pamphlet, but I anticipate it. So the, the, before he actually gives it to me, and before ah. I know he's going to give it to me, I, I, I right. you know, because we had obviously done this a few times. Yeah. So me, Mark Paul, knew that he was going to hand it to me. I reach for it before he even gives it to me. So there you go. Bad acting. I'll give you, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, though, because if someone is holding several pamphlets, it's, it's kind of implied by, like, human existence. They're, go, they're going to try to hand you one. So, I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you a break on that. Okay. You sure you don't want to look at the replay here? I, I see it. I mean, yeah, you do you do reach preemptively, but again, like he's got to. St- I think you know he's got a stack of pamphlets. Like, what's he gonna do? Read all those army pamphlets? Are you doubting me, Dashwell? Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. Also, just I, it's on my brain now because I did a, I rewatched the whole dang thing. Uh, in in the reimagining, I'm gonna stop saying reboot. Um, there's an army pamphlets joke, like specifically about army pamphlets. Uh, and I thought it was so funny that it's being played as like a good thing in the original um, and in the reimagining. You'll you'll know it when you hit it. There's a very clear. There's like an army recruitment joke and an army pamphlets joke. And we're in the Bayside class uh, for Chet's dirty little trick. As a child, Mark Paul watching this, I thought Chet was the most brilliant man who ever lived. I was like, wow, he the whole trick of like getting Zach to pick the teams, but he swaps the leaders. I thought that was a very very cunning play. Uh, and I, it's still pretty smart, but as a child, it like blew my mind. More importantly, what about Slater's mullet in this episode? Wow, yeah, Mario's hair has it is <laughs> the, the the bottom part of that is like 
that's that's a real that's a real choice. I mean, because you know how hair works when it's when it's moist or wet, um, it it tends to to, to kind of right. recede a little bit or or bunch up. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, I, you know, I know all about wet hair. I take up to two showers a day now, so I'm unfamiliar with wet <laughs> Good hair. For you, you're evolving. <laughs> um, so you know, like it's touching his shoulders right there. It must be super long when he like straightens it and dries it out. I, I, I would have loved to oh, see yeah. it without any product in it. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, if you if you decurled it, it would probably be like it'd be what were the the back things we started talking about the scaps the scaps the scaps yeah. Be, yeah 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 but probably be scap length. Hmm, look at that. Look at that. Uh, and we get you know this uh, this marching drill with like yet another Alan loves dessert. Th- it's like they're, they're just hitting this thing over the head that he likes malts and cakes and pies and good lord. Okay, here here's the. Here's the part where it starts to bother me, right? When Please, we start yeah. doing this military stuff. Yeah. Um, the way they're marching with their hands at their sides, like their their fingers are outstretched. Yeah. Um, do you notice that? Yeah, I see it. When when you're watching it. Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to have your hands like that. Your hands are supposed to, I, I can only show you here on, right. on our Zoom. Yeah. Your hands are supposed to be sort of in a fist a little bit with your thumb Going straight down, your thumb is supposed to go down the side of your pants where like that tuxedo band would be. Ah, they tell you, you like know? imagine a band so and your thumb kind of like lines up with that. Yeah, yeah. On the on, yeah, it kind of lines up on the side. Now, Slater and his group do that. Um, you know, and look at the hands at the side like that. Oh, that just bothers me. It bothers me now. It bothered me then. It looks drives me nuts. Okay, I'm I'm sorry you had to. I'm sorry. That's a go terrible that. salute. Let's see Mario salute. That's a terrible salute, in my opinion. Yeah, in my opinion, that is a terrible salute by Slater. The elbow should be. I I was always taught to be a little bit more ninety degree angle, not so much in front like that. Like a little bit more like out. You know, the the the, the elbow has to be at a ninety degree. We're saluting each other on Zoom right now. This is amazing. Yeah, for folks for folks who don't have access to our Zoom account, we are just saluting each other on a. Uh, <laughs> I lied earlier when I said it was Saturday. It's actually Sunday. Just. Two guys saluting each other on a Sunday. Now I'm coming in walking like Zach, and that you know, with a swagger, but that certainly yeah. bothered me. But my hands are clenched; they're sort of in a fist. There, it's more like what you're supposed to be doing, kind of a little bit. But uh, can we talk about those red bands? Oof! Oh, uh, I thought you'd never Yikes. bring it up. Yeah. Oh boy! Uh, for folks who need a um, a little <laughs> quick history lesson on on red armbands, not generally worn by good people. So seeing all these kids marching around the halls of Bayside with with red armbands, you talk about choices, and there was certainly a production meeting. And uh, boy, oh boy, that that feels like you guys are little Nazis. Feels like you guys are little yeah. Nazis marching around. Yeah. Th- well, you know, all I can say is uh, I don't think we were being watched as closely by the executives on our little show on Saturday morning. Right. We didn't have social media. Yeah. So no one could watch this episode and say how disturbing it was to see and take a screenshot and be like. Oh my God. Yeah. Also, like for just rewinding and, and flashing back to the year 1980, red team versus blue team, very popular on TV. Like there were multiple TV shows on Nickelodeon centered around a red team versus a blue team. Like the color work was correct, but it's just when you condense it to armband version, it becomes a real visual problem. Uh, I mean, we could have done anything, right? We, we, we have red ties on, they, they're wearing blue ties. I mean, we get it. We're the red team. Yeah, you could, yeah. Or even hats or like, I mean, or do it like Nickelodeon, you're in t-shirts. So like you could have like red and blue t-shirts underneath your a military. I mean, there's a million ways we could do this. We could be here all day talking about other ways to represent uh, <laughs> teams than, than, than armbands very similar to what the Nazis wore. 
<laughs> and it it also made me cringe about uh, what a real twat uh, I was to Alan. I mean, that was a, like yeah, uh, that was that was some real just sort of dickiness. It's not nice to Alan. Yeah. I mean, I get in his face, and I'm really upset by by this kid and, and i don't remember that maybe that's the reason i don't remember him because i i felt bad d- being this way to to this actor yeah i mean yeah and again it know. serves a purpose in story but it is like it is just like man this is not it's just not good it's like a bummer to watch and you know zach calls these kids the the clumsiest bunch of goofs he's ever seen as they totally woof it on the uh the tire challenge uh, we talked a little bit about how they spent money, uh, just in like you said that that new set we hadn't really seen before, the maybe gym or whatever. Uh, someone had to paint all these tires, and I think it's really funny they used the tires three times because they were like, guys, we painted all these tires, we set up the the hallway full of them, we better keep using them over and over and over. How about the guns on uh, Zach Morris this uh, episode? I don't know where this was shot. Like I don't know when or you know what order. But it does look uh, different than you know what where we ended season one, right? I mean, it definitely looks like I've been working out. Yeah, yeah, I've you're, been, you're I, filling I've out. Been working out with my um, yeah. my friends Derek and Nick up in Valencia, and that's all we used to do is eat eggs and work out. Boy, that must have smelled fun. I was gonna say it must have smelled amazing in that room. <laughs> <laughs> you're right by Six Flags. Go to Six Flags. It's there's it's right up the street. <laughs> <laughs> Get a season pass. You know how many times I went to Six Flags when I when I lived up in Valencia? I maybe twice. I was gonna say the numbers either got to be astronomical or zero, so it's like maybe twice. Wow. That's yeah, maybe twice. Blows I mean, I was, my mind. I was up there for twenty two years. I mean, I, I went to high school up there. I lived there until uh, two thousand ten, and uh, yeah, hmm. maybe wow. twice. I mean, and 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 uh, just this wasn't my thing. But working out seemed to be my thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I found a moment here coming up where, uh, you know, I call them the, uh, the clumsiest, clumsiest bunch of goofs. And then I, it seems like I have a, uh, some trouble taking off that red band. Yeah. It was really on there. I mean, you kind of like, I see, I know what you mean you struggle a little bit ripping yeah. it off when you rip something off and storm out of a room, you really want it to be pronounced definitive, no hesitation. So like, it's so you don't want to slam a door and have it like half closed. You know, you want to really mean it. And then two things happen after that. Uh, Dustin gives a bit of a smirk, uh, seems to laugh at the at the uh, fact that I couldn't take off that band in a very manly way. <laughs> he <caught laughs> he did catch me. <laughs> and then the audience as well uh, gives an awe, a very you know condescending awe. I get why they're. I mean, it is you like talk about kicking someone while they're down. These these guys are just they're falling on the ground, and you're literally yelling downward at them. I feel bad for them. I mean, like Louise, Alan, Screech. These people are harmless. And uh, that brings us into Act Three in Zach's room, which I feel like I, I we don't see a really wide shot here, but it feels a little more um, adult. Like just the frame we see of Zach's room feels more cleaned up than it was in season one. Um, like you're maturing as a yeah. as a person too. That happens when you're a teenager. Um, you start your room changes as you change. I was trying to figure out like where because I don't remember this set. Um, but this may have been like a, a quarter set or a half set as right. I, as I call it, because yeah. we did do quite a bit for that, uh, gymnasium that this may, may have just only been two walls instead of the usual three. Um, and it was just like a corner, you know, it's like just, just to get yeah. this scene. Cause we don't move in it. Nothing happens. Totally. You don't, you don't see the wide. Yeah. 
it, it is also funny for like 1990s kids' room standards. Zach's got a beanbag and a TV. He is like living. Like he is set up like a like a king uh, in this in this scenario. And Screech comes in here, um, you know, wanting Zach back. Yeah. <laughs> there was a point where you know we've we've discussed throughout this whole entire episode what what a jerk it uh, Zach is in this. But there's a point where <laughs> Screech goes, uh, you know, Zach, and I fully felt like he was going to say, "You're a real piece of shit." Yeah. And instead, he goes, "Ever since we were little." I've looked up to you. Yeah. And then of course there's the, oh, yeah. I mean, it is like, I don't know what it says about Zach as a person or a character that like, it's, it's only like when Screech puts him down that he's really on his heels and able to like reflect on, on what he has become that, you know, Screech is like breaking his heart and you know, it works. I mean, he, he does come on back the next day. Uh, Check out those Converse that I'm wearing. Those are the iconic Converse. Yeah, those are those are cool. I mean, you guys are both in Converse. Uh, Screech and the Chuck Taylors, and you in the the basketball shoe. Yeah, when you think of like a Zach wardrobe, I feel like this is this is the snapshot right here. Totally, the bi- like the big chunky kind of like basketball shoe. Speaking of shoes, we open up in the um, in the Bayside gym. We're uh, doing the. Yeah, whatever that is. Gym, um, whatever. <laughs> one thing that really bothers me is shoes on the mat. Ugh. Huh. You, you know not to wear your shoes on mats, right? I'm going to educate you uh, with showers and and, yeah, and please. some of the other things I've educated you on. You don't wear shoes on a mat. That makes sense. I mean, like I would under, Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I don't encounter too many mats in my day-to-day, but when you say it, yeah, that makes a ton of... I remember like gymnastics stuff as a kid, like you would not be on... Yeah, you would be in your socks. Uh, yeah, and there's you know, Zach returns and and Chet, Chet wisely is like it's not up to me. You have to you have to you have to get this respect back from your teammates, uh, which is a thing that happens. I feel like in army movies or like any like I think there was a scene like this in Major Pain or like especially movies with kids and stuff in this kind of situation. Like the the instructor always is like no, like you have to. It's all about your team, you know. Well, all I can all I can think is that my hair looks really good in this scene. It does. I mean, yeah, it does look. It doesn't look like you're there to join the army. I mean, it, <laughs> it doesn't look like you're there to do any real work. No, uh, with that with that hair so so quaffed. It, it, but it's it's quaffed, but it's it's got good edges, edges and squareness, and and I'm I'm very happy with the look there. Okay, good. That's what that's all I care about. So yeah. I'm I'm glad about that. Uh, and you know, this team, the team does take Zach back. Like, what choice do they have? They're already down a man, and they're already getting their butts kicked. They might as well, you know. I just noticed as we're rewatching this that that Dustin is wearing these like gloves on his hands, like the kind yeah. you garden with or I, or yeah. weld with. Right. He was just holding a rope. What's up with people's hands in this episode? He's wearing these gloves. Uh, the girls are going to be wearing glo- uh, these the grips that gymnasts wear in the next scene. Uh, I mean, seriously, was, guys, girls, get some calluses. Let's go. Come on. Maybe like maybe someone walked around and was like, "Hey, is anyone need, like from production?" Was like, "Does anyone w- would anyone like gloves? We have that as an option, or does that not feel like a thing they would have done on that set?" <laughs> maybe, maybe. I think it's more that he was complaining while holding mm. that rope that his hands were getting burned. Ah, so they, they gave him some, you know, the grip, a grip uh, just I was gonna walk say, by yeah. and say, here, put these gloves A lighting on. guy just grabbed him and threw him at him and said, shut <laughs> up, please. I got, I got kids, man. <laughs> I just, please. We please, just want to go God, home, guys. I just want to, we just want to, we just want to film this. It's Friday night. It's Friday night. Please, God, let me out of here. 
<laughs> oh my God. I'm just looking at Zach. I mean, he really looks like a poster boy for some Aryan, you know, propaganda here. It is crazy. Holy moly. Yeah, the blonde hair, the the red armband, it is just it is so, so funny that that this got on the air in this version. Yikes. Yikes. You know, I did play a Nazi kid once. Oh. Are you talking about season four? It was one of <laughs> I wouldn't know. Um, but uh, no, I, I played a little Nazi kid that uh, shot his dad with an Uzi. Whoa. On uh, Highway to Heaven with, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Where was that in the uh, Mark Paul timeline? Like, was this before Miss Bliss? Mark Paul timeline was, oh, way before. You, you were shooting, uh, I, you were shooting I, Uzis I, way before Miss Bliss? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. It was one of my first things. I mean, I, I, I remember doing uh, Highway to Heaven and then shortly after that, a Twilight Zone. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I got to shoot a Uzi at a very young age. That's cool. Uh, and it was like a full thing. Like I, I got to shoot, um, yeah, with, with blanks and everything, but it was, it had a nice little kick to it. And it's a kid that accidentally shoots his dad in, in their bunker. Wow. And yeah. I wonder if that's available on, on, on anywhere. I, w- I would be interested in checking that out. I've got the spare time. Uh, there's like monkey bars. Like how much were, were there monkey bars, Mark Paul and your, uh, your your MMA schooling? I'm sure there were. Yeah. I'm sure there were things that we had to climb. I remember there was rope climbs and things like that. There are a few things in this that we actually did when we get to them. The jousting, for instance. Right. Um, that was a that was a real thing um, where we'd get into a ring and we'd wear the headgear and we had these like you know jousting sticks. Yeah. Um, I pointed out here also as as well that uh, we have already pointed out the, the girls wearing these grips. Uh, Lark blazing through the bars. Yeah. I mean, she is super quick. Crushes A lot it. of upper body strength. Crushes it. Mario, really good on the rope. There's no, I mean, he's, I mean, come on, know, yeah. he's an OG. No surprise there, yeah. He's an OG. No surprise. No feet. I mean, come on. He does look like he's, he's showboating. Yeah, right he's, like, he's like pointing his toes on yeah. the way up. It almost, I had to watch it twice with Mario's rope climb because I thought they like did a camera trick or something. But the, the trick is they used, they used a, a child with the strength of two men to, to <laughs> rapidly ascend a rope. That, that was the trick they used. And also just in the in the monkey bars thing real quick, um, you get Slater cheering on Jesse. Like I just want, keep wanting to sort of highlight that that evolving relationship is like they are supportive but always fighting. It's a, um, in many ways, like a very real snapshot of what relationships can be like. Um, opposites attract kind of thing. And yeah, Louise, I thought her delivery on I'll be like a dart is so funny. Um, her like confidence as she is lining up to get whooped. Um Louise is great. She will be back. And she's got a real look to her. <laughs> Those glasses really, really tie the whole Louise operation together. And we're back in the halls of Bayside for our second um, encounter with the tires. So, Mark Paul, were tires a big part of your MMA uh, life because it seems like like the army is mostly tires. If you're watching this episode of Say by the Bell, yeah, no, I don't. I don't remember there being too many tires stuff. I, I do remember there was fun stuff like we'd 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 um, be underneath barbed wire and there would be mud underneath. You'd have to sort of crawl underneath. Uh, and I remember I had to, before you could go to the uh, Marine Military Academy in Harlingen, you'd actually have to get a tetanus shot, obviously, because you're. Hmm. You're uh, frolicking through the mud, um, but again, I, I, I point out that you know this next scene with the jousting. We we did have these uh, jousting sticks, and and um, I remember that was that was pretty fun. Uh, and I was a huge fan of uh, American Gladiators, and I became friends with uh, Nitro, huh. uh, played by uh, 
Do you remember his name? Yeah, yeah. No, Nitro is one of the more famous gladiators for sure. I mean, that's all, yeah. that's also funny. Dan Clark. Dan Clark. Okay, the the, the magic yeah. has been spoiled. Nitro has a real human name, <laughs> like when you get at the DMV, <laughs> not like when you used to fight crime. No, he's a good guy. We actually became we were friends then, you know, because it's a small the the industry felt a lot smaller. I'm not sure if he played on the Hollywood Nights. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, but uh, we we became uh, we we've remained friends because we used to do CrossFit together here in uh, Studio City. So Yeah, no, I, I noted American Gladiators too, which by the way, uh, I had to look it up. It premiered in 89, the year before this. Uh, this scene is, it feels like you guys were just doing an American Gladiators thing, um, especially with building like in the the costume. Great Falls, by the way, by Dennis. Yeah. We've oh, talked yeah. about this on other episodes. There is no way that would happen today. Like we would have to have a stunt person. He may be on a wire that will CG out, uh, CGI out later. Um you know, th- this is this is the '90s here, where yeah. I don't remember there being anybody on set uh, to supervise this. That's um, so funny. For instance, I just did a a, a scene a few days ago on my show Mixedish, where I, I I have to open up a grill that is on fire. Do you know how many people we had on set just for that specific gag? I can only imagine. Yeah, I'll please. tell you four. 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 We had a representative from the fire department. We had a special effects person. We had a person who turned on the valve and then another person who lit it. And then another person who just supervised the whole thing. Opening up a grill. Yeah. I mean, things that we do all the time. Oh, and then I had to have my arm and my sleeve uh, flame retardant uh, sprayed all over it. Uh, guys, I'm I'm opening up a grill. <laughs> so these are the precautions we take nowadays. Back in the 90s, it was it was the Wild West. Yeah, it was like, hey, uh, Dennis, can you fall back first twice? <laughs> uh, yeah, it does look like um, not the safest thing. They would have just done like a close-up on him now and see him on the ground. Yeah, of course. But here, like, you see the whole action. And he does a great job. I mean, he really sells it. It's fun. Uh, like, what is he? The amazing Beldo. It's, it's a, like... You know, it's it's a fun little little scene. I like that he also makes it about Kelly, kind of like some uh, Wizard of Oz, like and your little dog too, like and your little girlfriend, uh, and that really lights a fire under Zach. And they, you would think Bayside, with all of their many many resources, would invest in a non breakaway rope, but this this rope made of paper and well wishes just rips in half. I just noticed that uh, Jesse was wearing gloves too. Maybe maybe Elizabeth brought her own gloves. She was like, I read the script. I'm not a dummy. <laughs> and yeah, it's a tie. So what better way to break a tie than tires? One more time. We're back at the tires. And this is what I mean when I talked about earlier, they've converted the entire school. It is just lunacy to think like, what the hell is going on? Do you know how much time that would take? How many resources? Like, it is mind-blowing. Where are the rest of this? Where's the rest of the school? Where are the students? All I see is, uh, I think, I believe his name is Herbert. Hmm. The, the the nerd right there? Yeah, the nerd. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got well, a few you kids watching. That's what we called them on Saved by the I, Bell. I get it. I get it. Uh, you got a few kids watching. <laughs> um, but no, it like it by by virtue of what they've done to the school, they've you cannot do anything else at this school now. It's it's no it's no longer no. a place you can walk or move through or anything. I mean, there's a banner for a field trip to the Exploratorium, so maybe maybe one of the writers was like, ah, yes, the other kids are at the Exploratorium this week. <laughs> And, you know, Zach, uh, this is what I mean by Zach's, like, redemption arc. He, him being a jerk this episode was for a purpose, and now he is being a real leader and, you know, motivating Screech to, to lead him to victory. And Screech is 
love interest who I think says zero things all episode is is watching. I'm sort of doing a uh, Slater move here, uh, you know, trying to show off my arms because I, I was I'm sure I was pretty proud of the work that I was doing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you were slamming eggs and, and doing push-ups with two dudes all day. I, I would I would want people to know about it also. Uh, you know, it, the, the way my hands are, you know, it's a it's a very Slater way to hold your hands. Uh, if you ever notice, like that, that's what he would do. He would hold them kind of at a ninety degree angle, right? And you just hold them yeah. there. That way, your your uh, you know your your biceps. Uh, you're flaring. You're, you're flaring, flaring them out. Yeah, you're flaring them out. That's yeah. a good way to stand. But I got a nice little vein going down that bicep. I'm 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 happy with the way I look right there. Look at that. Look at that. Couple scars on my arms from all the skateboarding and motocross and things like that. Yeah, Mario is the one that taught me also that uh, triceps make your arms look bigger, not your biceps. Triceps. Huh. So we do a lot of like uh, tricep push-ups where you 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 put your hands together and sort of a right. create a diamond right there like this, and then yeah. you do push-ups. I know I know that push-up. Yeah, yeah. I don't that, do it, but I know it. <laughs> triceps make up more. Um, uh, mass on your arm than your biceps. So the bigger your triceps, the bigger your arms look. That's hmm. what Mario taught Good to me. Know. I don't know if it's true, but I've I've lived my you know forty six years of life uh, thinking it's true, all because of Mario. And yeah, it, it stuck with you like the guy asking you about the trophy case. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes people say things to you and they will stick with you forever. It's a it's an unintended consequence of saying stuff. Uh, this Chariots of Fire kind of homage here. Screech is like running in slow-mo with the music. Scott Gale on the keys. Uh, sounds great. Love it. Yeah, I'd just like to uh, also point out that Butch looks a lot like a younger Martin Cove. Who's Martin Cove? Remember we talked to... Martin Cove is the, uh, the uh, instructor, the dojo instructor at Cobra Kai. Got it. Right. Okay. Yes. Correct. Right? That is I mean, that does is he not? Is, yeah. I mean, we talked about him being an older guy, this Butch kid. Like, how old is he? Does that oh my not God. look well, like the instructor? It totally does. Yeah. No, sorry. I uh, looking at this now. Uh, we have a freeze frame of Butch running. There is no world that man is not thirty years old. That's that is <laughs> no. so nuts. He's got crow's feet. He has like a receding hairline. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing here? I once made a joke. Listen, I don't make jokes like that anymore. I once made a joke. Uh, this was back in the days of uh, Saved by the Bell against uh, 90210. And somebody had asked me, I, I don't know what magazine or whatever, but they had asked me, you know, what's the difference between 90210 and Saved by the Bell? And you just give a, a canned answer. Right. You know, um, one's on Saturday morning, one's on prime time. Yeah. And you hope it goes away. And the person's like, no, come on. There's got to be something uh, better than that. Uh, and uh, your, your boy over here uh, thought he was being witty. And I said, listen, I don't remember having a receding hairline in high school. Mm. Yeah, that's about as well as it went over, uh, your reaction. And uh, I ended up having to write a letter of apology to uh, Aaron Spelling. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, now, again- We've, we've, this is how we built this whole podcast. My memory is fuzzy about the whole thing. Uh, maybe I was just writing a letter of apology, uh, as a practice. Yeah. Um, maybe it was never sent to anybody, but I remember having to feel really remorseful about those comments. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So. I, yeah. I would imagine. So I don't that, make jokes about receding hairlines anymore, Dashwell, especially to other actors, you know. Okay. Because, I, I, but, yeah, but I, in my defense, I mean, Luke Perry, rest in peace, I mean, but he, he, he was a grown man. Right. So was Jason Priestley. Yeah. I mean, look, no one is knocking the, the truth of the joke. It's more just like, whoa, you didn't have to go there kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, what do you, but the, 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 look, the reporter was, was, was 
baiting me. Was asking for something. Yes. Yeah, they were asking for something. Um, also, as we're 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 about to close this thing out, I would I would be dumb for not mentioning because I did what feels like years ago read that book by Peter Engel. He had some time in the military too. Uh, Peter had some some military time that went into his like early early formative years. Uh, so a little bit of that leaking out into his uh, his TV show about teenage kids. Where, what did I mean? He served or he like what what. Yeah, now now this is the part where I probably should have reread the chapters because uh, I I highlighted them like a lunatic and I was like this will come in handy and then I I forgot all about it until this exact second in time but yeah he did serve and I think he was involved in like a car accident or something if I'm remembering correctly that that ended his service um, but yeah he 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 cites that as well as a time at a summer camp as being like developmental for him as a producer um, as a, at a young age. Hmm. Well, we end the show on a freeze frame of uh, Zach and the lieutenant saluting. Yeah. Um, I, I pointed out that that is a fine salute, in my opinion. Looks good. Would you also point out that Zach is like, um, I'm not quitting anything, and then just never does this ever again? <laughs> like, how about that one? How about they, they end on this note of like, I'm not a quitter, like I'm, I'm core material, and then just... Just never, it, we will never see Zach anywhere near the army ever again. Well, I, so there's that. There's that, but yeah. It's a TV show. It's for kids. Who cares? Uh, all right. Well, that's Zach's war. I think we did it. I think we, we covered it extensively. Uh, we do have homework for next week. It is an episode called Save the Max. Oh. That's what it is. Well, um, yeah. it, it, I, I don't know what it's about other than I think we're trying to save the Max. I don't know where it's going or, or what's happening. You bet. Yeah, I mean, it's, is this, it's right there in the title. Is this one of those that we need to get Ed uh, Alonzo back on the, on the uh, podcast? Yeah, I think we should probably talk to Ed. I mean, it's a, I'm blanking. I have I've not watched this recently, um, but I would imagine he's, he's in it at the very least. And if he's not in it more, I'd be... I'd be curious to hear why, maybe. Because um, you'd think he'd be like, you'd think, I mean, I've thought a lot about our, our talk with Ed. Like, why didn't they give Max more? And why why didn't he really have any, like, story ever? He's an interesting guy as a character. I would, I would want to know more about Max. Questions I can't answer. Maybe Bennett can. Maybe we should have Bennett on next week. Who knows? Maybe we should have them both on. That would be amazing. What if they just do the podcast and we just do nothing on a Sunday? That sounds pretty cool, too. So they can just record it. And, Better yet. Yeah. We give them jousting sticks and we let them go at it. Yeah. No, with, with no uh, four supervisors. That stuff is for the birds. Uh, well, thank you, Mark Paul. Thank you, the listeners. And we will see you next week. Zach to the Future is a production of Cadence 13. It's executive produced by Mark Paul Gosler, myself, and Chris Corcoran. Production and direction led by Terrence Malangone. Editing and mastering by Andy Jaskowitz. Engineering and production coordination by Sean Cherry. Artwork by Kurt Courtney with illustrations by Jeff McCarthy. Marketing is led by Josephina Francis with PR by Hilary Schuf. Thanks to the whole team at Cadence 13 and to you for listening. <laughs>